Welcome to the Binge Breakers Podcast. I'm Jacqueline. I am here to teach you how I overcame bulimia and my binge eating disorder, and how you can too. Through simple steps of mind management, repairing your relationship with yourself, understanding your habits, and intuitive eating. Disclaimer. This recording is not intended to be utilized as medical advice or a medical diagnosis. If you think you're in need of medical attention or treatment, please seek it immediately. This recording will also contain sensitive subjects such as binging and purging, weight and depression. Please listen at your own discretion and do what you think is best for you. Hey everyone, before this episode starts, I just wanted to let you know that I'm hosting a five-day binge-free challenge this Monday, May 16th. If you want to join, all you have to do is check the link in the description below of the podcast that says five-day binge-free challenge. And if you don't know what that is, it's a great free challenge that you can use to kickstart your recovery. It's going to offer you five days of daily training plus support inside of community that everyone um, is also trying to recover in. And then you'll also get emails of motivation daily sent straight to you. So if you're interested in that, you think it'd be fun. Last time I've hosted these challenges, it's always been a lot of great um, momentum for tons of people. And then there will also be a special offer for you at the end if you want to continue that. So it's an awesome thing for anyone struggling in recovery that wants kind of a kickstart in that place. So again, if you want to join, it's May 16th is when it starts this coming Monday, and you can check the link in the description, or you can just go to my Instagram and the link is in my bio as well there. So yeah, or you just DM me on there as well, and I will get back to you. All right, guys, enjoy the episode. Bye. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about four intuitive eating misconceptions (laughs) that people have. And I wanted to talk about it because I remember I so often thought that intuitive eating was just BS. I thought it was this fake thing that people told themselves, they lied to themselves about that actually didn't help anyone. And it was just people eating cupcakes all the time and calling it intuitive eating. And I really didn't believe that it was possible to find balance and food balance with food at all, let alone with trusting yourself and your intuitive signals to eat. And I know that I wasn't the only one that thought that. And, you know, I would label myself now as an intuitive eater. I never track calories. I never track macros. Um, I never try to schedule or plan my food. The most planning that I do is when I um, go grocery shopping or ask my boyfriend, hey, what do you want to eat tonight? So I think, and it's crazy because, you know, my body is balanced out. I feel so much better and I feel so much less obsessed with food and have the best relationship with my health that I've ever had. And I'd say I eat better than I ever have due to intuitive eating. So I will talk about the misconceptions and why they're misconceptions during this episode, because I know a lot of people feel the same way. I'm not the only one. But before that, I just wanted to read a really sweet review that one of my group coaching members gave me uh, that I just... I thought it really encapsulated why group coaching is so powerful and what type of community we have inside the Binge Breakers group coaching community and the Binge Breakers um, recovery course. So this is what this person said. Thank you so much, Jackie. I wasn't going to talk today in the group session because I always feel embarrassed talking about my bulimia and I don't feel understood when I'm doing that. But today I felt so well after I did, I overcame one of my fears talking in public and say something about myself and my struggles. I'm very grateful because I related so much with you and the other girls that talked today too. The fact that even 
um, being nervous and terrified, we did it. Again, I am very grateful to have met you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, it is amazing the feeling of being secure in an environment and feel heard and validated. And I know the person that wrote this, obviously, she's just so sweet. Um, like a lot of people in the group, they're trying very hard. And these group coaching calls, what she described of being able to speak about what she's struggling with and knowing that people relate to her and she related to other people and also getting help and direction on what she's struggling with. That is something that group coaching is so powerful, uh, that can be so powerful because it really, really helps you open up and also helps you feel less alone and learn from others. And the more you speak about things that bring you shame, um, which you shouldn't feel shame for bulimia anyway, but the more you speak about it, the more it can't hold power over you anymore. I think one of the best um, things I didn't realize the benefits would be of um, releasing this podcast originally was the fact that I just kind of owned it. I own that I struggle with bulimia. I own my struggles and I still feel like I own a lot of my struggles now. And when you own it and you talk about it, it almost dissolves the power it has over you because you're like, Hey, here's, here's me. This is what I, what I'm working on. This is who I am. And if you don't like it, you can go. And so I think this person is possibly feeling that. And also what she's talking about being secure in an environment that is warm and welcoming. Uh, that is what the group is. So thank you so much for, uh, that review. I just wanted to read it here. Um, like I, I offer coaching, group coaching, and an affordable bulimia recovery course. If you're looking for more guided support in your recovery, uh, all of these are great options. You can find all of that info in the show notes or at bingebakers.com. I am also on Instagram at bingebakers underscore bulimia. I do a lot of reels as well, so you can watch me make a fool of myself on there. And also, if you love the show, and you found a lot of benefit from it, please consider giving it a rating and review. It helps the show get found. It helps um, my podcast get seen more and uh, obviously helps me, but it also helps people that uh, are looking for help find the podcast more easily. Okay, let's talk about these misconceptions. Get into it. The number one misconception that I think is widespread and rampant is that intuitive eating is just eating cupcakes and pizza all day long. And also furthermore, that intuitive eating is whenever you get any whim or even a little to mild like desire, um, any sort of inkling that, Hey, I want a cupcake or Hey, I want that Mars bar in the store or whatever it is. I'm craving chimichangas. I don't know, but that you do it that as an intuitive eater, you just eat whatever your body wants at any given moment. And that is what it is. And it moves on. Um, what intuitive eating actually is, is a combination of you, um, utilizing all your senses and desires and, uh, knowledge coming together. So I used to think that, oh, intuitive eating is just 
trusting your body only and not using your mind at all. And that is not what intuitive eating is. I love in the book, they describe it as a culmination of all the voices that you have. You've got the nutritionist, the guidance person, the intuitive eater voice, um, and trying to use all of the knowledge that you have to trust then your intuition of what you think will be best for you. So um, it's really hard also when you're struggling with bulimia and binge eating, you feel so uncontrollable around food. And you think that if I were just to trust my intuition, I would eat pizza all day long. And I would eat boxes and boxes of pizza, not just one pizza. So what are you telling me to just trust my intuition? Um, it takes practice to become an intuitive eater. It doesn't happen overnight. When I started my intuitive eating journey, I was eating a lot more junk food than I realized and emotional eating. But over time, things became a lot more clear and I understood things more the more I got practice eating those types of foods, eating foods that made me feel better and getting used to that. In the beginning, sometimes an intuitive eating journey, you do want to eat more junk food. But over time, you start to notice that when you're eating that food all the time, you feel like crap and you start to change that. And that's when like, even if your body, that there's a situation in intuitive eating where sometimes your body might want pizza, but if you've had pizza for a while and you're, you don't feel scarcity around it and you don't feel worried that you're never going to have it again, you're like, mm, you know, body, even though we kind of are craving pizza, I think what we really want is a hearty salad that also tastes delicious. So intuitive eating, you can still make decisions on the food that you eat and you choose what will be best for you during that time. And sometimes enjoying a nice slice of pizza is what's best for you, but sometimes it's not. So I still sometimes get cravings for cookies in the morning and I'm like, hmm, I, sometimes I, sometimes I have it, maybe it's a weekend, but on the work days, I'm like, nah, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna have something a little healthier. And I use my intuition, my knowledge, my culmination of understanding of my body, my cravings, how my body works, um, to make a decision on food. So intuitive eating isn't just trusting every whim that your body has you gives you it's trusting multiple sources of your body it's trusting your hunger signals your satiety cues the knowledge that you have of what your body functions best on um, the trust that you have in your body and the understanding of what how foods will affect you and trusting that childlike person that you have inside you that wants to enjoy the cupcake wants to enjoy the pizza it's a whole combination it's not just i want crackers. So I'm going to have crackers. Intuitive eating is actually a lot more complicated than that. The other big misconception that I see people go through is that they think it won't work for them. Intuitive eating works for other people, but it won't work for me. It won't work for um, me because I'm struggling with bulimia. I'm struggling with binging. I'm uncontrollable around food. My hunger and satiety signals are broken. Therefore they can't be trusted. Therefore intuitive eating won't work for me. Here's what, um, and this is something that they said in the intuitive eating book in the, you know, whoever, Evelyn, who came up with the whole concept. Um, when you were struggling with binge eating, in particular with binge eating and then bulimia, you have an over desire for food and you do have to learn, and you can learn this through intuitive eating, how to 
bring it back in, how to cut back a little bit on the quantities of foods that you are eating or you desire to eat. There is a big learning curve when you are you're trying not to binge anymore because even though you know binging is not good for you, you want to stop, you're still used to massive quantities of food. And so you don't necessarily feel satisfied until you reach that point. And so there is a curve when you are learning to intuitively eat where you aren't necessarily going to feel super satisfied for a little while when you eat normal meals, what people consider normal meals. And they even say in the book, um, people that are struggling with bulimia and binge eating may need to get used to eating less than they normally would eat. And that is part of their intuitive eating journey. So a lot of people think, again, it's a misconception of, oh, I just eat whatever I want. And no, you're using all of your intuition senses, not just one, um, not just the whim, your, your, your base brain, your uh, you know primal part of yourself. You're using a lot of different aspects. I will say this also, there are multiple different types of intuitive eating. There is the main book that everyone follows, but I even think how I teach intuitive eating is a little bit different than how um, Evelyn Triboli uh, wanted to uh, teach intuitive eating. And that's fine because I think the beauty of intuitive eating is you can take it and shape it a little bit to work for you. It's what your version of intuitive eating. So Intuitive eating can work for you because what it does is it offers you the ability to relearn your hunger and satiety signals, to understand and trust your own internal body cues versus external cues. It makes you trust yourself again and give you the tools you need to make decisions again. You And, and it won't work for you. If you try to do intuitive eating today, like let's say today, you will make mistakes and that's okay, but that's how you learn. So a lot of people, they think it's not going to work for me, but I'm going to try it a little bit. They dip their toe in for one day. And of course they're a complete mess at it because they're just starting out. You're not going to be good at it at first. When I first started intuitive eating, I didn't know that that's what I was doing, but I totally was trying to intuitively eat. I ate way too much. Like I, I remember, um, there's this one, this hard shell chocolate topping you put on, on top of ice cream. I don't ever have it anymore, but that was like one of my favorite binge foods to put on ice cream. And then I would, I would allow myself to have it. Um, and I was going through bottles a week of that, of that chocolate magic shell. And I didn't think it was an issue, but eventually I got to the point where I didn't want to eat that anymore. <laughs> I probably got sick of it, honestly, but over time, your satiety signals change, your hunger signals change, your body, like with anything else, adapts. It's so crazy how we can always understand that our bodies adapt over time to many different situations, but for some reason we think it can't adapt for diet and what we eat. It's just such a like <laughs> a bias there we have when we struggle with bulimia, and it's because you have years and years of evidence to the contrary. I get that. But please know that it very well can work for you and it's been very successful. You just have to work it and tweak it to be your own intuitive eating journey. And I think how I teach it in my recovery course, the intuitive eating section I have in there is really helpful because it's specifically laid out for people that struggle with binge eating in particular, because I know what it's like to not trust those signals. And so you have to go into that. Um, but anyway, the third thing, which I already kind of mentioned was that, um, intuitive, they think intuitive eaters don't overeat. 
They never make mistakes with food and they're, they eat perfectly all the time. And they always eat to this perfect sense of satisfaction and they never go more. They never go less. And they always eat when they're hungry and they stop when they're full. And that's that intuitive eaters. Like I said, use multiple different, um, knowledge systems that they have multiple things to make decisions based on food. That's why in my podcast in the past, I've talked about fun eating, like eating food just for fun is still something I do. Sometimes I totally had some fireman Derek's bake shop pie this weekend. I was not hungry for that pie. I had the pie anyway, not a whole pie, but you know, like a piece of pie with my boyfriend and it was eating for total joy. And did I gain a million pounds this weekend? No. Am I like continuously eating those things? No. That's because intuitive eaters, like most people in society, a lot of people are intuitive eaters and they just don't realize it. They trust themselves to eat for fun sometimes. They trust themselves to accidentally overeat. They're not constantly monitoring their bodies and their food. So when they do maybe overeat, they think, oh, I'm a little overstuffed. Uh, I probably ate a little bit too much. Okay, well, whatever. And they move on and their body usually regulates that a little bit. And they may find that they have a little extra energy later that they're fidgeting a bit more, or they may find that they are not as hungry for the next meal because they aren't hyper fixated on it. It happens without them being like, oh, I need to compensate and keep on going. They're with intuitive eaters. They make air quotations mistakes with food. That is totally what happens. And people think that intuitive eating, like to be an intuitive eater, I have to be totally perfect. That's not the case. No one eats perfectly. If everyone ate perfectly, we probably wouldn't have as many of the health crises, crises that we have in, in the world. It's just not what humans function. We function on a very like short-term gratification system. So to expect yourself to eat perfectly, is just kind of crazy. Intuitive eaters don't eat perfectly, but it does function a lot better for them rather than hyperfixating on something or trying to be this absolute person of perfection. And then whenever you mess up that perfect perfection idea that you had, you completely binge and screw everything and go back to what you thought was working before, which never has worked. And the final misconception of intuitive eating is that intuitive eating is letting go. It's letting go of your health. It's letting go of your nutrition goals. Um, it's letting go of being this regimented ideal that you have in your head. Intuitive eating, let's say, is letting go. It's letting go a lot of letting go of a lot of the rules that you have kept for a long time that you've held on to that you believed forever that they were true intuitive eating is letting go of your eating disorder in a lot of ways but it's gaining a whole whole lot more than you're letting go of and i always say this to people they think it's letting go of control and i guess in some ways it is but not really because i find that now being an intuitive eater i have so much more control over food than i ever did I feel like I completely trust myself no matter what we have in the fridge. I know that I'm not just going to start compulsively eating the ice cream. And whenever I do have it, I feel like I can stop at any time. And I trust and I know that I'm going to take care of myself and I'm not just going to stuff myself with binge foods all the time or restrict that food all the time. I have so much more clarity and control around food than bulimia ever gave me. My eating disorder and bulimia and restriction and binge eating, the compulsivity of it, 
that controlled me. And I think when you are so scared to deviate from the rules, they aren't helping you stay in control. They are, they're literally controlling you. And I'm all for structure. I'm all for planning. I do that all the time in my business. I get it. And I do plan my food to some degree. Like I said in the beginning, I have to plan what I get for groceries. I have to plan what we're going to eat a little bit throughout the week, or we would just be buying food out all the time. But having such rigid rules that you feel like if you deviate from them, you will completely fall off the wagon. That is walking a fine line, my friend, and it's not working for you. Intuitive eating teaches you how to be in control, how to trust yourself, how to understand your hunger and satiety signals and take care of your body in a way that you never had before. Intuitive eating is fantastic. And I think there are many different deviations from intuitive eating for, for intuitive eating. So what my version of intuitive eating looks like may be different from yours, but you can all find your own intuitive sense of how to, con how to control food in a way that works for you versus being controlled by food, which I think is what eating disorders often do to us. So Hopefully I've helped clear up some misconceptions for you. If you found that this podcast episode in particular, the intuitive eating subject, interesting and helpful, and maybe cleared up some of your misconceptions, um, and you really would like to try intuitive eating, but you're not sure quite how to go about it, or it feels very scary, highly recommend you check out my Binge Breakers Recovery course. You can join the group coaching program as well, but just the course with the community that it has there, it has a whole entire section on intuitive eating. Plus our, our previous month, April was the month where we did our building comfort with food workshop. All those things are going to give you structure. So it doesn't feel like you're just free falling into intuitive eating, which is kind of what I did in recovery. And it worked out. So you can totally do that. But if you want something to kind of give you step-by-step -step instructions and teach you how to relearn your hunger and satiety cues again, and understand how to differentiate binge urges from hunger urges and that sort of stuff, then highly recommend you check out the course. All you have to do is go to bingebreakers.com slash recovery dash course. And if an online course does not sound supportive to you enough, which I promise you the course is amazing. There's an amazing online Facebook community there too, full of great people. But if you feel like an online course is a little bit um, not as much structure as I need, I also offer group coaching um, as well in combination with the course. So you can up level and get that package instead. And you can find that all on my website, bingebreakers.com. So anyway, I will leave you guys there. I hope that this has cleared up your misconceptions about intuitive eating. And I highly recommend that instead of dipping your toe in or looking at intuitive eating from afar, you try to intuitively eat this week. Make it a challenge for yourself to go all in on that and see what happens, see what you learn. Okay, I'll talk to you guys next week. Never give up on yourself, my friend. Bye.